Welcome to Sideline Judgment. This is Tyler, and today I am joined by in our uh, team 2021 team draft uh, NFL draft team needs extravagance. I butchered that, but today I'm joined by achiever of class mobility, one percent Bucks fan, Tyler Renfro. Welcome to the pod, brother. Woo! Yep, you know what it is. I am living the life of luxury. I am coming to you live from penthouse in the Ritz Carlton in manhattan um mm, yes God, it feels with with your with your business suit on which is your your pewter tom brady jersey with oh, the yes. super bowl 50 as if it was 55 this year right 55 lv jeez. oh jeez oh my I, gosh it's still how, how does surreal. it feel brother how does it's it feel still surreal dude <laughs> it's like yeah. it happened so fast like this time last year we were talking about <laughs> Jameis is 30 for 30. Um, maybe getting Teddy Bridgewater. Like, oh my gosh. And here we are a year later, top of the world. It has been a roller coaster for the Bucks, truly. It was already a roller coaster when Jameis Winston was the quarterback, but for different reasons. And it's funny what can what can happen because I still would argue this team is largely the, just the same team as last year, except for the very important addition of Tom Brady. But that's me. We're not here for my opinion. We're here for your opinion. <laughs> as the 2021 NFL draft uh, uh, approaches uh, where the Tampa, what, what pick are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers picking in um, I in think, the first round? Oh man. It's, it's, it's towards the end. I think, uh, yeah, it's in that ballpark 32. I think it's like 32 somewhere around there. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The last pick of the first round. Cause <laughs> they won the Super Bowl. Ooh, I'm, you have to milk, milk everything. Oh, brother. Gosh, you like, dude, it's, he, Talk- My only regret about the Super Bowl is that I couldn't be there to watch it with you. <laughs> Dude, I'm just sad I couldn't. Oh, trust me. Austin and Benson, our fantasy football friends, they were there for it. They did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Benson. I can imagine. The yeah. first thing yeah. he said when he showed up, I think it was before halftime. It was when it was before halftime because we were lining up to kick a field goal. And he's like, oh, man, you love to see it because the reps blew a whistle. And I said, do you? Because the Chiefs jumped off sides and then we threw a touchdown on the next play. <laughs> yeah, that game was a classic. Uh, among many things, I do think that that game was partially won because of classic Andy Reid clock mismanagement. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, which usually Patrick Mahomes has been good enough to just overcome that. <laughs> and not this time. But the Bucks won that game handily, very handily. Um, which leads me to my first question which is we've kind of been talking about it. It's kind of redundant. Uh, but we asked, we're going to ask everyone this question. What do you think of the 2020 season? <laughs> uh, honestly, worth every step of the way, every loss, every injury. And by loss, I mean the Bears. Um, Specifically was, that one. Oh, the Bears loss was probably the low point. That was rough. I mean, you know, Tyreek going for 200 on us, losing to the Rams. Lose getting swept by the Saints. Like it was all there's a lot of rough parts. My guy Rojo going out with COVID. But it was definitely one of those just as it went on, and especially looking back, it's just that was fulfilling. One of those reminders that like every low point, like in life, in football in general, like every step of the way is worth it once you get to the end. Yeah. Once you get to the top. Absolutely. And I think this season I think is even more rewarding because uh, just from, from a 
from a fan of a team of a fellow Florida team that typically doesn't do well. Um, what was cool about this season is that it's not like, and this will be what Tampa has to deal with next year, but sometimes teams that win the Super Bowls, uh, they have teams that have been good all year and everybody is just like any stumble along the way is just, Oh, not that great right now, but we're still going to be expecting to be in the conversation at the end. And if you win great, if you don't bad, with the Bucks, this is one of those classic. Um, it only happens every once in a while. The classic years where a team gets good, and then every game you're trying to figure out if they have it or not, and it's like it's an ascension as opposed to most teams kind of that end up in, in the Super Bowl conversation. Most teams are kind of just already there, and it's about who's going to get the top spot. The Bucks really this year took an ascension, and that was really beautiful to watch. Um, yeah, it's chaotic. It was. It was something. Yeah, it and it was another Florida one. Florida thing ever. <laughs> it was another one of those just team gets hot at the right time. I mean, it made sense because, you know, we had some guys coming back from injury and also midseason acquisitions, specifically Antonio Brown. Um, but it's just one of those all the pieces came together at the perfect time. Um, everything from a week 13 bye to Fortnite getting hot when Rojo's out. Uh Receivers getting hot when Brown's out, Vita Vea coming back for the NFC title game. It's just, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than be good. And sometimes when you're both, you win a title. I, that, be- more beautiful words have never been spoken, in my opinion. That was so, that's so true. Um, speaking of pieces coming together, uh, let's talk about rookies from last year's class. Um, oh, I, I can already tell, like, one that I can think of that everybody's going to think of, but what were the, were there any rookies from last year's class that really stood out to you? Um, yes. Give the obvious answer, <laughs> then give another answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So something actually referring back to last year's pod, we uh, when I was picking who the Bucks would take at 14, it was obvious we needed to tackle, and we talked about every potential candidate, like Jedrick Wills, uh, Andrew Thomas, I think, um, Josh Jones, I think was his name. But I didn't mention the guy we took and who could have, like, probably rookie of the year of not a skilled position player. If and they would ever if they ever give it to offensive linemen, it would have to be Tristan Wirfs. Tristan Wirfs was a beast, a dog. Something I had talked about before the season was we had a – who we signed was Josh Haig. Now I described him as a C-plus Madden player. Um, <laughs> and then we drafted Tristan Wirfs, and – that totally covered up the problem because it was like, okay, now Hay can be the rotational guard or whatever that he's meant to be instead of our right tackle. <laughs> um, but, oh, man, so Tristan Wirfs absolutely, um, hands down, the best rookie we had. But also, close second. Close second was our second-round pick, Antoine Winfield Jr. Antoine Winfield Mr. Jr. Mr. Deuces and Cheetah's face himself, Mr. Hugs his dad, Antoine Winfield Sr., who never even played in a Super Bowl. Um, that was such a great moment to see on camera. Um, but he was a very close second. Um, I put Wirfs ahead because Wirfs played probably every snap this year and yeah, protected I think, Brady. I think most people would expect you to say Antoine Winfield Jr. as the, as the big one, but Wirfs, I think, was actually more important to the team because yeah. that offensive line was really good. Like, Surprisingly good. I mean... I mean, it's easy to be good when you have, I don't want to call him the check down king anymore because Brady threw it deep more than no. anyone this year. He went he went, he went, went full Bruce Arians, which was 
which was an issue that I think from me that I said that you guys had last uh, earlier in the year was that like you just fell in love with the deep pass all the time, but you had you had the goat with you and yeah, and it still bit us. Um, it still bit us several times this year, even in the playoffs towards the end. But we just we made it work more. It just one of those things. It got better as the year went on. And I think also another thing about the team is that like every step of the way for the Bucks, it was a matter of like they won, but they never looked like they won convincingly. Like there was always like an asterisk to every single win that they got as they got later in the season. And then they just played their best game in the Super Bowl. And that was the one win you couldn't asterisk any of it. They just flat out beat the Chiefs. And that was the most that was the, they played their best at the right time. I think um, the only game in the regular. So every team was usually either a loss, a close win, or like the Lions where we trash them because they're bad and we're supposed to. The only game that felt like, oh, yeah, this team's for real was week six against the Packers. That 38 to 10 game where Rodgers threw like two or three picks and no touchdowns. That was the one time mm-hmm. the team was like, oh, this is great. And then we come out and I think we like lost to the Saints the next week or something. Yeah. And that was the bad Saints loss. That oh, was the... yeah. The, we ran the ball five times loss. Yeah. But and I think, yeah. Yeah. We, you I, know. I, I think, and I think uh, a lot of every, this was a team that just everything kind of got right for. And your, your, your draft picks, at least the first two, especially reflected that like they were just the right and they uh, players they made were solid contributors uh moving forward from last year to the future yeah picking at number 32 in the uh in the first round what is your so i have to ask though what is your ideal first round draft pick considering you don't pick till 32 so it's almost foolish to like try and figure out who it's going to be like (laughs) Um, yeah like we haven't even put our franchise tag out yet um free agency literally hasn't started so this is very early not even the new league year yet um but this is actually so again ideal pick this is the universe where we keep miraculously i don't know how we keep like every major free agent we need i'm talking better keep gris godwin that's all i'm gonna say yes i actually like made a little list of our free agents. So actually, I'll throw that out real quick. So there's three that yeah, we do that first. absolutely have to keep no matter what. Number one is Levante David. Um, he is our oldest buck. He's been around. This is his 10th season, I think. Letting him leave would not hyperbole be as dumb as the Texans letting DeAndre Hopkins leave. He is the best linebacker, not named Bobby Wagner. And I can say that because Luke Keekley retired. So Levante That's David, good point. Is, That's a good point. <laughs> he's that good, and he's that important to our team, to our culture, to our locker room. We cannot let him go. Um, Shaq Barrett's another one. He's just so good. We can't. He's going to be very expensive. Um, so if we lose him, that would be why. But he's another that we just cannot lose. And then obviously Chris Godwin. Um, our offense clicks so well with him, and it would be like just because we have Mike Evans does not mean we would not miss Godwin. Um, I think he's the guy who's going to get franchise tagged this year. But yeah, those three we absolutely have to keep. Um, And then the rest are more... There's two guys, Gronk and Antonio Brown, who are in a weird category where they totally could go get more money. But also it's very obvious that they're only playing football because of Brady. And they would give a lot to keep playing with Brady. Um, I think Gronk stays no matter what. 
Antonio Brown, I could see him leaving for money, but also I could totally see him staying because he loves his boy Brady. Um, and then the rest, Fournette, and Dominican Sue, uh, William Golston, I think they're gone. Um, Sue maybe comes back, but I don't think there's enough money to go around after we pay the rest of those guys. So, let, so let's say those guys leave. Let's say let's say you, you're able to find a way to keep all of the, the previous five, like um, the three big ones and everything else, which means you're not if you're doing that, you're not really signing any big free agents. Yeah, probably. Um, so if that happens, we're still fine on the D line without Ndamukong Sue because um, we still have Vita Vea. Um, so it's tough. So, yeah, again, perfect world where we're fine without those, then I think we can make that luxury pick that y'all mentioned on your first mock draft where you had the Bucks taking Travis Etienne because Ronald Jones is going into the last year of his rookie contract um, and he cannot catch a ball. I love Rojo is our guy. <laughs> I've been saying this since I traded DK Metcalf for Ronald Jones and Sergio for our, on our fantasy team. So I've been writing. I've I've been needing Rojo to be our guy to make that trade not hurt as much. Um, but regardless, ATN is such a good pass catcher. Um, so luxury pick would be yes, we draft him when Rojo leaves next year, um, or assuming he leaves next year, we have the next guy in the wings. But more realistically, um, we would need a D lineman to replace kind of what we lose with Sue. Um, and there's two guys. You're the Washington fan on the pod, right? You are Team Huskies. The Huskies fit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the Washington fan on the pod. That's what I thought. So there's two guys I was looking at that I think you would appreciate. There is Levi Anwuzurike, the D line. I don't know how to say it either. It's okay. I'm reading it and I can't. Um, he is big, up, big ups, Levi. We sorry we sorry we're mispronouncing your name. Um, <laughs> we uh, he's D tackle out of Washington. He's a great. It. Um, also, Joe Tryon, also from Washington. Yeah, Joe Tryon, yeah. He's more of an edge guy, but I mean, anyone on the D line would be a big help because JPP is not going to be around forever either. Hey, what, picking Washington Husky defensive lineman, and, and I, I don't say this facetiously, I, it has worked out for you guys so far. Literally, Vita Veo, am I right? <laughs> pretty, pretty important to the Super Bowl run. Um, was, oh I would gosh. also. I would also say Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman at Alabama, defensive tackle, he'd be a good pick too. I think that is a that is a smart pick to go defensive line in the first round at that stage because you want to build through the trenches. Like luxury pick, Travis Etienne would be great, but in reality, this might be better. What do you what do you think your team will do? I think they will go defense for sure. Um Again, depends on uh, who we keep and who we don't in free agency. Um, but yeah, I think one of those two guys, or a name that's also been floating around, is Nick Bolton, linebacker out of Mizzou. Because um, we love, God, we love our linebackers who we can throw down on the edge as well. Yeah. Um, well, you like to, you guys like to blitz a lot, so we do. Uh, if you, if the only Bucks game you watched this year was the Super Bowl, don't be fooled. Todd Bulls loves to go crazy and send people. Um, I think that's part of the reason that they won is the fact that Todd Bulls just did the absolute opposite of what everyone probably expected him to do. Yep. Um, but let yeah, let's be real. Like it's a Todd Bulls defense. <laughs> if he could have twelve guys rushing the passer, like, he would rush twelve guys. <laughs> oh boy, that would be a gamble. Um, 
Yeah, I I mean, but that's that's a crazy thing you got to think about when you're going into the draft class too. Is that um, the Bucks were able to keep both of their coordinators, Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich, which shocking. It's lucky. The only bigger keep. Well, okay, there are three big keeps this offseason. Obviously, us keeping both of ours. Obviously, Eric Bieniemy staying with the Chiefs, and also Brian DeBole staying with the Bills. That's gonna help yeah. Josh Allen so much, that dude. Is, that is. We have to play him this year. I'm terrified. Oh, you poor thing. Um, <laughs> I think I, I think my team has to play him too. I'm not even sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean that so that you defensive lines where you're looking, which I think would be great. That would help a Todd Bowles defense so much because I do think your defense was definitely good and it was really good late. But just like just like the rest of the team, the team was really up and down for a lot of the year. It's gonna be interesting to see what the Bucks now do this year as the reigning champions, if they can. What what that is the mentality? Yeah, and that's another reason Brady is just he brings so much. Like, I think this especially coming to the Bucks, like fifty percent of what he brought you could see tangibly on the field, but so much of what he brought was off the field, like literally just. He was the reason Gronk, AB, and Fournette, and so many of those defensive guys came over. He's the reason that our guys were able to mentally focus up for the playoffs. And he's going to be the reason that this Super Bowl drop-off um, and this title defense is going to be a lot better than it would have been with pretty much anyone Absolutely. else. Absolutely. I think. I mean, I think the Bucks are poised to win it. I mean, I thought the Bucks would be more poised to win it in this upcoming season. I didn't think they would win it this season. I thought they, if they had it... If they were gonna win it one time. I thought they'd win it next year, but they won it. They won it the early year. Um, so let's see if they can do it again. It's gonna be interesting. I'm. It, it's very. It's very funny to to uh, as your friend to watch you just now, as opposed to like two three years ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have you have achieved. You're in a different plane of existence um, than you were. I don't I know mean, who once again, 2019 I have to Tyler was. I don't know him. I uh, no yeah. <laughs> Now those are, those are foreign times. Set, uh, side question, just because it popped up in my mind. This is a, a question for the draft. This is a question for later rounds because I don't see a Tampa addressing this early. You've got Tom Brady. Father time is undefeated, although he's he's certainly taking his time with this one. Um, Brady's taking him taking him to the, to the final rounds. He's taking him ten rounds deep. But um, at a certain point, the Bucks will need to address a quarterback position. Do you think they go with a, with a developmental guy late in this draft, or do you think they're going to push it off? I could see it, but also I, f- I felt the same last year that we could have gone with the developmental guy. Um, I don't know. There's no one that I really, I mean, there's names that I know. Um, we all know, you know, from ch- outside of the top five. Um, there's obviously like Trask, Jamie Newman, Kellen Mond, Felipe, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> Felipe Franks is a his Tampa name Bay is... Buccaneer. That would be amazing. Holy cow, um... that would be wild. Um, but none of these names scream like, like I could, you know what? I could see Felipe um, just just purely because BA loves going deep. Felipe has the cannon to go deep. He's got, yeah, he's got the physicality to, um, he's got the physical tools to be a fit for the offense, but. Yeah, but me sitting <laughs> sitting here on my bed, um, recovering from COVID, uh, there's no one that I'm like, yes, I want him in the red imputer. Um, but that's also why, you know, guys like Jason Light, which I will 
fully admit right now, I will come out and say oh, yeah. I am sorry for all the years of trash talking you. Yes, you deserved it when you took Roberto Aguayo in the second round. Oh, um, I forgot he did that. But oh, also, boy. I will own up and say, good job. Amazing job this year. Yeah, Just, you turned it around, Jason Light. You turned it around. Um, Final question. We could talk about a couple of things, but final question I have. What is your opinion on Tom Brady throwing the Lombardi Trophy? Dude, I loved it. I loved it Because I personally loved it. I love it. Look, if you can't get drunk on a boat in the the Tampa Bay (laughs) and throw the Lombardi Trophy, what is the point of winning the Super Bowl (laughs) if you can't celebrate it? I feel a little... The only reason I feel a little sad is because the Tampa Bay Lightning did the boat parade thing first. Um, and the Bucks obviously got a whole bunch of clout for it. Like, oh, man, they should never, no one should ever do land parades again, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on, man. The Bolts did it first. But also, as soon as I heard, like, I, I can remember if I heard it or I read it first. But as soon as I saw the words, Tom Brady throws Lombardi, I'm like, whoa, I have to see this right now. And the pictures were good. The pictures of that were good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that was that was an interesting time. Again, like I said, like if you can't do that, if you can't win the Super Bowl and celebrate like that, what's the point? What is the point? Like, so that's awesome. I'm very happy for you, um, and I'm very interested to see what the Bucks do because they are they're kind of set up right now with Tom Brady coming and all these players coming to have this to win in a certain window which I think I've talked about this in the podcast before that I think that NFL teams are maybe starting to realize maybe let's not try to be a dynasty like the Patriots. Maybe we should just try to open up our window for like four to four to five years and just like win there. And the bucks are in that window right now. Oh yeah. It's um, so be interesting to see. So it's be interesting to see how they approach the draft strategy in regards to, are they just going to double down and only pick things that are going to help them right now? Or are they going to try to buffet themselves for the future? Because I think Brazarians is only here for a little while. Like, he's yeah, trying to win he, these Super Bowls and get out of here. When he mentioned, like, I'm not going anywhere, I'm like, wait, you leaving was a possibility? Like, that got me worried more than anything. Like, him just saying that, I was like, oh, Placed okay. a little seed of doubt in your mind that he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. part of me was like, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, go for ATN, you know, go for the wild stuff. Go crazy, win it all now. Um, but then part of me was like, well, Jason Light is still going to be around. Like, he's still going to have to have a job when all these people leave. So he's got a he's got uh, his own paycheck. It's, to it's take his care job of. to plan for five years in the future, uh, while it is Bruce Arian and Tom Brady's jobs to try to win this year. So, yeah, yeah. And one more thing I'll mention: we have, um, based on their records from this season, the Bucks have the second easiest schedule strength of schedule this upcoming year we get the afc east and the nfc east as our divisional opponents wait a minute i tom brady gets to play (laughs) new england yes new england and all of his former uh enemies but i am so tuned into that game and it's in foxborough Holy oh, cow. we're throwing a party. <laughs> I'm so excited. When, it, when it's safe to do so. Um, but like legitimately, I was thinking, I think our record next year could easily be 14 and 2. Could I could see it. Easily be 14 and 2. The losses I see, we have to play the Rams in California. And I'm not a huge Stafford believer, but 
I'm a believer of Stafford on the Rams, at least for this year. Considering Sean, what Sean McVay's done with Jared Goff, and I firmly believe that Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Hot take. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm, hot, hot take. I know out here, guys. I'm feeling like they'll be good. You've got to, yeah. You know what? Let's real quick. Let's play the game. Let me uh, pull up the Buck schedule. Last thing we'll do here tonight. Let's go. Um, let's play. Let's play the game. If I can get my computer to work, which it is going to do now okay now the the actual dates and times have not been announced but uh i will just go through it um what i'm looking at and you tell me win or loss at at the atlanta falcons that's a win i don't know who their quarterback's gonna be but that's a win okay that's one or no and a reminder these are not in order of how they'll appear um so at atlanta falcons one or no at carolina panthers that's a win two and no at los angeles rams I'm gonna say that's a loss Two and one at New England Patriots. When it's going to be a you bet your win. ass there a win. <laughs> Three and one at New Orleans Saints. That's a win again. Four I don't know one. who their quarterbacks. I don't know who anyone's quarterback is going to be in the NFC South. To be completely honest, neither do I. Um, I, I, I it's going to be an interesting offseason for that. At the New York Jets, huge win, colossal. Five job. and one <laughs> at the Philadelphia Eagles. That is going to be a win. I feel bad for Steven. Um. And also, I wish the best for Jalen Hurts, but that's a win. Six and one. Uh, Atlanta Falcons at home. It's a sweep. That's a win. All right. Seven and one. Carolina Panthers at home. It's another win and a sweep. Eight and one. Uh, New Orleans Saints at home. This is where I get bold. Uh, the Saints were the first NFC South team ever this year to sweep the entire division and go six and zero. Oh. I think we do that this year, and we beat the Saints. All right. I believe that's nine and one. Yep. I mean, okay. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at home. Uh, I make Austin Reynolds cry, my roommate, and uh, we <laughs> win that game as well. All right, ten and one. New York Giants at home. I make y'all my, better. <laughs> I make my coworker Sydney cry, and we beat the New York Giants. <laughs> okay, I believe that's eleven and one. Buffalo Bills at home. I think Josh Allen gets us, and that's uh, our only other loss in the year. I think. Okay, eleven and two. Miami Dolphins at home. I make Sergio cry. <laughs> oh boy, we win that you're just game. going at it tonight. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I I will say for my personal thing, I've agreed with you pretty much everything thus far. If Miami has Deshaun, I might pick Miami. Here. Yes, that is totally uh, fair. Twelve and two, Chicago Bears at home. I I think you'll wax them. I think we get re- revenge. Yeah. All right, thirteen and two, and at Washington Football Team. I think that is another win. Yes. Okay. I actually, yeah, I think 14-2 is very reasonable, actually. This is not a hard schedule. <laughs> like, it is. And, the only team with an easier schedule than us, I think, was the Eagles. Um, and they have to play that's us. That's not going to matter. That's <laughs> not going to matter. Like, um, yeah, well, things are looking up for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, you're picking, what, what, what spot are you picking at again? 1, 2, 17, 32. 32. <laughs> Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers are picking at 32. Uh, 1% Bucks fan, Tyler Renfro. Thank you for joining uh, us on the pod, joining me on the podcast. I'm excited for you, happy for you, excited for this future. I like it better when my uh, friends' teams are good. Um, although, as much as it is, as much as it's fun to, uh, to laugh at your friends' misery, it's nice to see you guys happy. And I'm excited for you. You're about to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's better days are coming. Better days. Absolutely. It's not gonna be hard for it to be better days. We just put <laughs> one in fifteen, but better days. <laughs> Listen, class mobility 
is a real thing. You can achieve it. I, I'm, I'm proof. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> join me buy a yacht the, i i i i'm gonna start investing make some investments um <laughs> take a little bit closer look at the stock market all right thank you for joining me uh mr tyler renfro why don't you let the people know where they can find you you can find me tyler renfro one percent bucks fan at dj underscore yolo swag on twitter on instagram um hit me up on facebook uh yeah Go Bucks. Yep. Siege of the day. It's, Fire the cannons. Yeah, siege. All of the <laughs> words. All the words. Thank you so much uh, for Sideline Judgment. I'm Tyler, and we're not biased. But go, but go Gators. Gators. Yeah. <laughs>